Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that asks the hard-hitting questions, such as, Hoop, where it is? Hellmouth? Hellmouth. I am so upset. This is episode 15 of this season. And sure is. We are 14 for 15 on hoop earrings, <laughs> and that is bullshit. I was scouring through the episode trying to find somebody with hoops on, and I failed. We yeah. both failed. Everyone failed. Buffy failed. <sighs> it is dark days indeed. Dark days. This is season five, episode 15, I Was Made to Love You. Original air date is February 20th, 2001. Oh boy. At least one robot has been promised, <laughs> and at least one robot has been delivered. Oh, it sure has. So, I know when we talk about the previously on, it's not accessible to everyone. Like, uh-huh. they're not watching the same thing we are on Netflix. But this previously on... It's over a minute and a half long. <laughs> and I really feel like it sets you up for some things that it does not deliver. Like, anything with Riley. Why was there so much Riley? Oh my god! You're like, well, clearly Riley's coming back in this episode. Nope. No, absolutely not. Buffy's kind of bummed about her history with guys. That's as far as it goes. What? I mean, with with the amount of Riley they put in, they should, uh, should also have put in, like, a history of her relationship with Angel. Yeah, that's, like that's more relevant, or at least as relevant. It's it's as relevant, yeah. Instead, it's all Riley all the time, including, like, the bits about Riley having his blood sucked by a vampire. Anyway, it's fine. That It's just a minute and a half of nonsense that doesn't really tie in to what is a monster of the week, wacky magic fun time sort of episode. Yeah, because they make a huge deal about Dawn in the previously on as well, which yeah. makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Dawn is <laughs> basically not in this. She has like two scenes or something and she just is a normal person in both of them. It shows her cutting on herself and I was like, oh, are they going to address that? No. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> We're going to address nothing. Literally Absolutely nothing. nothing. But <laughs> yeah. at least one robot, Michaela. Okay. So Buffy- is angry at Spike and she is taking it out on something that she can hit. She can hit this punching bag as much as she wants. That is fine. Why do they own this suit? Uh, what suit? <laughs> Puffy Xander. <laughs> Wait, it's a what? He's 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 a what? He was what? It's a what? He's a music man. <laughs> yeah, so the, the punching bag is filled with... I guess padding and a Xander. Like a caramelly nougaty Xander core in this right. big sumo looking punchy suit. What is the point of it? I How, couldn't fathom. Yeah. What, it's not a, like it's not like he's a mobile target in this thing because he can't well, move. He can't move, right? Like it's not like, oh, they can fight back, but they're protected from her slayer strength. No, they can't get away. It's the same as having a dummy. It's identical. It's worse than having a dummy because a dummy is the right proportions. Mm, This is also true. It's such a huge target. How often does she fight giant puffy things? That one time with Faith, (laughs) but other than that. Tub guy? Yeah, tub guy. Oh yeah, tub guy. Oh man, he ate that one dude's face, right? 
Oh, with his like weird tub belly. Yeah. Wow, what a what a gross visual. Let's all think about that. His stomach mouth. That was gross. Oh, super gross. Yeah, and then Wesley wanted to just give in. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Uh, yeah let's bring up wesley i mean this show sure isn't going to anymore okay (laughs) so the suit is the worst and buffy is still like it's me it's my fault that spike's interested in me and everyone else is like no buffy it's not it really is not though (laughs) xander says some good stuff in this scene about how him being attracted to her is not on her at all like she takes no responsibility for it and it's insane for her to think that she would i'm so glad that xander isn't being gross about buffy's relationship stuff for once and like i know that we harp on it and he's definitely gotten better but it's been so long that he's been so gross and just way past where he should have been that i'm glad that he is at the beginning of this episode less gross right you're, he's in this scene and you're just thinking he's acting like such a great brother figure and he's mm-hmm. saying all these really like positive things to help her, you know, with her self-esteem and to help her realize, no, she's not responsible for how this other person feels. And then later on, he just kind of stomps all over that. So Joyce's feeling better is a line that I wrote naively. <laughs> Yeah, this episode uh, really, really fucked you, huh? That's fine. (laughs) Plays with your expectations. So I've called this picture, you look radiant, Joyce. Hmm. She does look radiant. She has such nice red lipstick on. She's got the red nails. It's all looking great. Her dress does not look momish. It also doesn't look sex pot, which is something that Buffy says that is weird. It's between those two things, for sure. She looks like a classy dame. It's not really like a let's go to the movies dress, unless it's a theater like show, an actual show, but that's fine. She just wants to look cool. And she is doing a much better job than Buffy with her robe madness. Oh, yes, you focused on the robe in this scene. Delightful. Well, it's a very long purple robe that Buffy has chosen to wear. Dawn is bringing her normal teenage nonsense with, like, this puppy shirt that she has on. She's also got her legs crossed in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know who crosses their legs like that. Michaela, people in California just think shoes are an all-the-time thing. It's crazy pants. I hate when people wear shoes in their houses. It's disgusting. But for Californians, outside and inside is basically the same thing. For Canadians, there's a very sharp boundary there because we have snow. Is that what it is? Yeah, no, it's actually at the further like towards the equator you go, it's more acceptable to wear a- shoes in the house because there's less stuff on them. Right, because in the winter, if you were to just walk around in your boots in your fucking house, <laughs> that would go real bad for you. But still, I feel like there's outside dirt on my shoes. Right. There I don't want that in dirt. my house. Yeah. I don't know. It's a thing, though. This literally happens. On the couch, not a good idea. Sitting Gross. with her legs crossed in this weird way, whatever. I don't, I don't even know. So, yes, Joyce has a date. Brian, apparently he's a, a normal fellow, and I hope that goes great for her. Honestly, Brian sounds pretty great. Sounds mm-hmm. like they had a little meet cute at the gallery, and he seems just like a cool, normal dude, and I bet everything is going to be great from here on out for Joyce. Everything is great forever. Forevs, yeah. Forevs. Okay, 
<laughs> Tara talking to Anya like they are both real people who have their own separate lives, separate from the Scoobies. I like this pairing. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Like, it, it's kind of nice when they have these scenes together because it gives both of them something to do, as you said, apart from the other Scoobies. Mm-hmm. I have called this picture Love That Lace. Because Anya's top has a, like, strip right down the center that's just lace. Daring. It's very daring, but she's got, like, a cardigan on over top, so it's all good. I don't know. It's really nice. I think she looks nice. I think Tara looks very nice. Yeah. And I just was really happy to see them have their their nice little scene together. They run into a robo-girl that we had (laughs) introduced to us slightly earlier, who comes up and asks them if they've seen Warren. And we're like, who is Warren? We don't know. They also don't know. They send her on her way, and she seems very nice, if a bit stilted, and definitely a robot. Yeah, so she's very clearly a robot. <laughs> so I think clearly. even if you don't know that there's a robot in this season, she's very clearly a robot. Oh, yeah. And they're going for it very straight. They are playing it like all the characters realize that she's a robot immediately. Buffy seems mildly surprised by it. Yes, I don't think Buffy made the connection, and I don't think Spike made the connection. Obviously, Spike didn't. <laughs> the rest of everyone was just like, oh, look, it's a robot. Cool. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like they haven't seen a robot before, right, guys? A uh, couple of them, even. So many robots. So Makes sense. Many Hellmouth robots. robots. Yep. <laughs> so many robots in this fantasy magic wielding so television apparently, show. So, apparently. Uh huh. <laughs> I guess David Fury, one of the writers of the show. Yeah. David Fury questioned some of the incredible technological abilities of Sunnydale residents. Mm-hmm. Like, some assembly required, Ted and this. And Joss's response was, you're just way overthinking it. The Hellmouth should be able to provide us with anything we want to do. The energy that comes out of it makes mad scientists out of humans who then go ahead and create something evil. Yeah, well... <laughs> Michaela, I'm going to give you, you a little mad. <laughs> I'm going to give you a short list of things that this show should not do any more of. And good, that yep. list is robots. Sure. Not, that's number one. Number two yeah, is giant snakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole list. But you know what, Michaela? Here's a short list of things that the show will do more of. And it's <laughs> more robots. And number two, possibly giant snakes. We don't know. Honestly, I can't remember more giant snakes, but I've been burned, so. I am so expecting there to be more giant snakes. (laughs) They love snakes. They love snakes. I don't know why, but they (laughs) love them so much. Just like they love robots. It's been a while. They gotta get some more robots. I was gonna say we went through all of season four without robots, but no, biomechanical demonoids. We had lots of robots. Yeah, there's a literal (sighs) robot who wants to make an army of robots. Yep, this is a thing (laughs) that the show will do. Uh, And it just, like, the demons and everything, they don't really age because they have no basis in reality. And then when you put things that have to do with technology in, that's not going to age well. Oh, man. And that's obvious. It's so obvious. Oh, the April vision when we see through the robot's eyes. (laughs) I was really hoping you would enjoy that a lot. It's a bunch of, like, .fldr folders for (laughs) a bunch of gross things and... Of course. A bunch of more reasonable things. And then all of the karate that she knows or, like obstacle remove it's so dumb oh guys <laughs> it has not aged well at all no okay so 
Anya is letting Xander dance with Buffy. She is totally not jealous. Why would she be? That'd be silly. She is very proud of herself for taking this step. And honestly, she shouldn't have this trust in Xander, apparently. Yeah, really, she shouldn't. But again, in this scene, it just seems like they're having a fun friend time. It seems very nice. And then Xander just throws it all away later. It's fine. Xander and Buffy dancing together is so cute. It's so nice. At, like they're doing it very platonically and they're just having yeah. a fun time dancing. And Anya's right to be okay with that. And then very shortly, Xander will throw it all away indeed. Uh, I think this is around when we get to my picture, shiny, no hoops, when I'm very disappointed that Buffy has non-hoop earrings. But then she's got a nice shiny shirt, so that sort of makes up for it. But no hoops! Wear damn hoops! (laughs) They're very dangly earrings, but yeah, Mm. they're not hoops. And it's honestly, like... It's the most disappointing. I I didn't know I'd be the di- this disappointed when the hoops disappeared. I have a very similar picture. I just chose to take it later so you could see her sparkle shirt better. Oh, but yeah. I called this Sparkle Slayer. Oh yes, of course. The just the lighting was better when she was at home because mm. God knows the lighting in the bronze is. Oh, wait, they're not it's, in the bronze. No, where, not where the, the bronze. Where the fuck are they? They're in the uh, frat house. <laughs> like the the number of people who are here. <laughs> we're about to get to that, I guess. What's Ben doing here? What is Ben doing here? Good question. Ben, the cute nameless intern, is here. Uh Uh-huh. At this Uh, college spring break. Woo! Party. SMG goes up and talks to him, and we come into our first segment, A Laugh a Minute. I mean, if two people are in love, the first kiss will just happen at the right moment. Like this. <laughs> Thanks, Joan. Your fake infatuation bit never fails to amuse. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very unfortunate that SMG's doing some laughing. She does here. some more laughing. Twice in one season and no times before that. SMG getting them laughs in on screen. Not good at it, but that's okay. We love her anyway, right? Well, it works here because it's supposed to be <laughs> a very fake laugh. <laughs> well, he has to explain the joke. <laughs> and then she has to like pause for a good five seconds and then she can laugh. So yeah, having it be really awkward and forced is perfect. Mm. Mm. So it works. Yeah, it works here. It didn't work so much the other time. I have a question about Ben and what he's thinking. Okay, so Ben knows <laughs> that Buffy is the Slayer. Jinx told him episodes ago. Yeah, he knows, he knows that about Dawn. Dawn is the key. Yeah. And then he's like, hey... Buffy, let's go on a date? No! No! (laughs) Like, best case scenario is that he turns into Glory while Buffy is there? Uh, At least then he doesn't find out, or Glory doesn't find out who the key is. She's just confused why Buffy's right there. (laughs) Right. It's such a terrible idea. Because as we saw, like, Glory just sort of can come up whenever. Like, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be a way for him to stop it when she manages to break through or whatever it is she's doing. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Ben should know so much better. Why does he give her his number? Shut this down, Ben. Shut it right down. So, like, Ben is obviously just a stand-in for some guy who is interested in Buffy so that she can have this, like, journey of self-discovery that she don't need no man Right. And he's convenient. And I mean, he is charming. Don't get me and wrong. He's cute. I was, yeah. I was, yeah, pretty charmed by him, but I just couldn't 
fathom what he was thinking. No, it doesn't make any sense from his character perspective at all. So Robo Girl shows up at the party and Xander sees her and undoes all of the charitable feelings that we had for him before. It's basically like a wooga. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, like his tongue unrolls onto the ground. His, his eyes po- pop out of his head. The like heart starts beating out of his uh, chest. Yeah. 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 And uh, he does it right in front of Anya, who kind of doesn't seem to mind. But I mean, obviously she minds, but not as much as she should, especially then- for a jealous vengeance demon like she should she should really mind i think Mm -hmm. and like for some reason they're making a real point of letting us know how sexually attracted the various characters in this show are to this robot yeah because like even willow has a a comment about how hot the robot is oh very strange what's happening (laughs) so warren is here at this party somehow everyone's here this is the party of the century (laughs) He does the old Irish goodbye and gets the fuck out of Dodge before the robot can see him. Sanders just soups gross. I have a picture of Tara's very spicy shirt. It's not a good picture because the lighting was really spicy. bad. But yeah, the back's all open and then like the front is pretty and it's all red and she has this like crazy red necklace that she's like put around her neck multiple times. Who's a schlub now, Joss? Who's yeah, a schlub so now? <laughs> And this is the same, we have the same moment here between Tara and Willow, where Uh, Willow makes a comment about the robot, and Tara's kind of like, what? (laughs) Except she gets more offended than Anya does. She does. Well, Xander makes the comment, and Tara's just like, oh, you're a grosser human than I thought. And then Willow does it, and she's like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you all objectifying this random woman for? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying that the actress playing the robot is unattractive. Oh, she's but great. But it's not, she's not, like, you know, the most attractive person I've ever seen in my entire life either. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are, like, lots of other people at this party who are equally as attractive as her, and no one's making this big deal about it. So then, remember when last episode Buffy got mad at Spike, said, I don't want to see you ever again. Get away from me and my family. That was actually in the previously on, as was yeah. most of the rest of the show. But yeah. <laughs> we did see that. And now Spike comes up and he's like, oh, hey, Slayer, how's it going? And you're like, nope, you are now a stalker as well as a creeper. Yeah, I mean, a part of me wanted to know what Spike was doing here, but he's just a stalker. That's the answer. It's, it's mm-hmm. a simple answer. Yeah. He sees uh, he's... Ben and Buffy talking. He gets all jelly. So he goes to talk to so. Robo Girl and... She defenestrates him pretty quickly, which is nice. Okay, so I'm going to do this now. Mm -hmm. Why did Warren make this robot so strong? What the fuck is he into? (laughs) Robots have to be strong. There were, I think, four different fetish folders in this robot's archives. (sighs) So something there. I'm going to take that a step further and say, why didn't he build this robot with an off switch? There's a lot of problematic things going on with the robot. There are so many problematic, (laughs) stupid things going on with the robot that you're kind of like, wow, maybe they shouldn't have gone with another robot. Or at least if you're going to do this, at least try to think it through a little bit more. I don't know, guys. Just don't do the robot thing. It's easier. no off switch. There's some concept of it running on batteries. There's some concept of it recharging its batteries. 
but even Warren doesn't know how that's happening and that's never explained. (laughs) Then when Buffy does injure it, it's running out of batteries. So everything, sorry, all of its limbs fail, but the rest of everything is going on just fine. Like its limbs Uh. were just powered down to conserve the torso power. I don't, what's happening here? Yeah, I... I mean, when she throws Spike through the window, it's a fun time for everyone. Sure, sure, so sure. That's great. She also throws Buffy around, which is a lot less fun. And then mm. she throws quite a bit of shade at Buffy. Mm. When she's like, oh, maybe your boyfriend will help your arm feel better. <laughs> and you're like, damn, girl. <laughs> damn. Cold as ice. Cold as ice, yeah. So yeah, the Scoobs know that it's a robot. They gotta find this Warren feller that she keeps asking about. Giles had a terrible time babysitting Dawn (laughs) while Joyce was out. I would just like pay to watch Giles babysit (laughs) Dawn as a separate show. Oh, it sounds sounds so good. (laughs) They talked about boys. (laughs) And ate cookie dough. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no, poor Giles. Yeah, and then (sighs) Joyce comes home and... I really feel like recently I think we were still trying to like be on the Joycel's train. Yeah. That ship has sailed to mix my transportation metaphors. <laughs> yeah, it has. I don't know. From one side it has. The Joyce side, like she's found a new man, this other yeah. man, right? And Brian. she shows up and she's talking about how great the date was. And Giles is just like, he's too hurt to oh, it's so sad try to listen Giles. to this. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to listen to Joyce talk about how she's found a different guy. He, that's the worst thing. He's heartbroken, so he has to leave very quickly. So sad. This mm-hmm. is a great scene that they give Joyce, though. Oh, it's so good when she's talking Ugh. about how she left her bra in the guy's car <laughs> just to make Buffy uncomfortable. Buffy's <laughs> so horrified. Oh on gosh. the dessert cart. Oh, <laughs> oh poor Buffy. Oh, man. Joyce. Everything's fine. Everything's Everything is great. probably fine. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason they would give such a fun scene to Joyce right now. Oh, just, they're just giving her so much to do this episode. Just uh, another bit of character work for Joyce in her ongoing uh, journey. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tracking down Warren. Xander's still gross. I don't even remember how he's gross, but he's just more gross. He oh. basically implies that every man would want their own sex robot. Right. He drags Oz's name through the mud, too. He what has was a he thinking? Deep cut to Oz, and then yeah. he's like, Oz would agree with me. Well, he wouldn't agree with me, but he'd just sit there and smile. And Willow gets pissed off because she doesn't want to think about Oz. And she doesn't want to think about Oz being gross. And yeah, like, we even brought up Oz in an entire season, let's say. And this is how we're going to remember him as Ugh. also being interested in sex robots? No. No! No! No, it's terrible. Anyway, I've got a picture that I've called, and I'll try to do this correctly, Scarf Ace. (laughs) See, oh, oh, if you had followed the Michaela principle and made this all one word, it would have just said Scarface. Right, and I think this is a strength of the Dave principle of actually having spaces in my file names, because then it's grosser. (laughs) Uh you love you love this scarf is what I'm gathering. It's hashtag scarf watch going on over here in Sunny D. Yeah. Buffy has another very long scarf that's going all the way al- around her neck and then down to I'ma say mid ankle. It's who can say? <laughs> and I would I would actually say that this scarf is wrapped around her neck multiple times. Oh boy. Yeah. To top it off. You know, 
if she was wearing hoops with this scarf, they would get all tangled up in it. So maybe that's mm. why she's left them at home today. Yeah. Like, no hoops, no dangly <laughs> necklace. It's her cross necklace now. Fashion belts, where did you go? Oh, man. Oh, all of our man. favorite things are just gone. Destroyed in an instant in this one <sighs> fucking episode. In a fire of robots. Yeah. So Buster yeah. calls Ben. She interrupts Glory while she's being crazy. And Ben picks up the phone. And we see his uh, his bare shoulders. And we're wondering what's going on there as they're making a coffee date. I really feel like I need to make some sort of joke about how he has human shoulders so that the viewers aren't right. confused about why his shoulders are that of a bear. But it yes. doesn't matter. Turns out that he's hilariously wearing the dress that Glory was wearing and has not hulked out of it somehow. Listen, it's good times. I like it. <laughs> uh, it's good, it is uh, very good. Good quick gag in there. It's a good sight gag. And the transformation scene is pretty awkward because they're both really sweaty. <laughs> mm. There's just a lot of spritzing happening, you know? Yeah, a lot of spritz up in there. <laughs> so Warren's packing up. He wants to get the fuck out of here, uh, out of town entirely. Just leave Sunny D. His girlfriend, Katrina, who he packed out of the party earlier, is not thrilled about why he's not telling her anything. Then Buffy shows up at his door and she's like, who's this? And he wants to talk to Buffy alone without Katrina and that's not going to go well for their relationship, is it? Well, he's also the worst to Katrina because he has this absurd secret, which I guess I kind of understand why he doesn't want to tell her. But instead of explaining anything, he tells her to shut up, I believe. And then she's like, I'm done with this, as she should be. Go Katrina. There's a reason that this man did not have a girlfriend and had to build himself one Clearly. until he suckered Katrina into like a, I'm gonna say three week affair at this point. It can't be long because he, well, actually that's confusing if you think about it too much. Let's think about it too much. Excellent. Because April is still functional mm -hmm. and he didn't ever dump her. He was just trying to ghost her. Right. But Katrina has come home with him to see his parents, mm -hmm. which seems like he's moving really really fast with katrina yeah but this is the thing this is warren he's not good with the ladies he is moving too fast he's just like you know what no 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 wait i can solve this problem by ghosting my robo girlfriend taking my girlfriend home to meet my parents and she's like hey we've known each other for like five days what's going on here <laughs> that's that's that could be accurate honestly it could be like less than a week yeah i i would very much believe that actually because Warren's not going to keep a lady around for very long. Or a dude. No one wants to deal with this shit, right? Oh, God. He really is the worst. Mm-hmm. But yes, what is Warren's dark secret? <laughs> the zoom in on his <laughs> face. <laughs> so good, though. Uh... She's a robot. She's a what? <laughs> and, like, Buffy's like, no, no. Don't worry. I already know. He's like, you can't possibly know this. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, I'm aware. Mm -hmm. This is around when I have my last picture, which I've called Discount Braff, because I think we're going to see a lot more of Warren, if I'm remembering correctly. But, you are. <laughs> uh, Warren really looks like a discount Zach Braff, especially oh, in this dark blue yeah. shirt. He looks You're a right. lot like JD from Scrubs in his dark scrubs. Well, they've really given him the Braff hair. The Braff like, hair is going everything hard. Everything's sticking straight up. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, so this is, the actor who plays Warren is named Adam Bush. Mm -hmm. And I have 
really only ever seen him in this show and in Altered Carbon. Okay. And in Altered Carbon, he plays a computer geek. (laughs) So I feel like he really has kind of a niche. (laughs) Yeah. I only have two data points, but I feel like they're accurate. (laughs) I think I would believe that. A little bit of typecasting, but there is a reason for it. Yeah. So Spike shows up at the magic box just as Dawn is dropping a serious deep cut to Ted. And thank God we're bringing that shit up too. I mean, in an episode about robots, people are going to remember the other robot episodes. But do we need to remind them about (laughs) Ted? But you, you're in an awkward situation because you've got robots here and you're like, oh, what about that other time we had really realistic robots? It'd be so <laughs> weird if we didn't bring that up. So I guess here's a Ted reference for all you diehards who loved that episode. Yeah, and remember it well. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, so they're all kind of just chilling around the front part of the magic box and who should run in on fire but Spike. Oh, uh, he just wants to set the record straight with all the Scoobies. You know, Buffy has maybe been mixing the messages a little bit around here. She hasn't been saying what they're all thinking. And Spike and Buffy are really aligned on a lot of this stuff. So he's basically trying to manipulate them into letting him hang around them some more so that he can hopefully get closer to Buffy. This does not go well. Oh, no. So Angry Giles comes out, and (laughs) I love me some Angry Giles. I know how you love you some Angry Giles. (laughs) Yeah, Giles is getting right up in his face, getting all, like, quiet and threatening. He takes those glasses off, pushes Spike up against the thing, and he's like, no, you get out of here. This is not going to happen. Leave. We are not your path to Buffy. There is no path to Buffy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. And I don't know how anyone could stand up to that, let's be honest. Rightly so, because Spike is doing something that is horrible. Absolutely <sighs> awful. God. And, like, I guess he's desperate and has nowhere else to turn, but why on earth would he think, like, they're not friends. Why does he think that they're going to take his side or believe him over Buffy? Why is this Spike's character arc... I know he's evil and not good with ladies. Uh, I thought he was supposed to be likable. He used to be. He used to be wacky. And once they make him in love with Buffy, he's just not wacky anymore. He is not. He is not. So Warren tells us a bunch more about the girl, April, that he has built. And yeah couple things we've mentioned she's battery powered he went out for some smokes and then just never came back to his dorm room and you're like that's not a sustainable exit strategy buddy that's not how you ghost someone it doesn't make any sense Mm. and this is really i think where we start see to see buffy kind of connect with the plight of the robot which (laughs) i have a lot of problems with yeah let's go into some of those Buffy really seems to be unable to separate the fact that this is a robot and not a person. Yep. Like, completely unable, and she's completely identifying with the robot and talking about how the robot must feel. And you're just like, Buffy, I just need you to go watch Ex Machina. I know it doesn't come out yet, but watch that and then see how you feel about robots and their feelings. Mm, that's true. That is a good movie shout. <laughs> And yeah, she's like, how could you do that? She must be feeling so sad and alone. No, she's a fucking robot. No, 
Buffy, the, the question you should be asking is why didn't you just turn her off? Because she's a thing. Like that's it's... that's the clear solution to this. Not ghosting her, not explaining that you found someone else in Trina who does maglev model trains or some bullshit. Just <laughs> going into your dorm room, saying you have to do a bit of firmware updating, and you turn her off and don't turn her back on. There you right? go. It's not like you can never turn her off. That would be insane. That's insane. This really gets into all the problems of like, how did he ever build her? How does he work on her? Because there's no way he built her perfectly the first time he tried. So if he can't (laughs) turn her off, how does he make any adjustments or improvements? Oh no, just (sighs) thinking about the various, like, version one of this. Like, the big, bulky Iron Man armor version of this is just, (laughs) what is it? It's a fleshlight taped to (laughs) like a mannequin or something like oh no it's taped to one of those boston dynamic robots oh god (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking atlas with a flashlight (laughs) yes that (laughs) his dorm mates are all hearing this like angry because i can just picture it so clearly (laughs) yeah so that's version one this is like this is mark 42 at least at least where's he getting the materials like how long did this take and like the the level of coding he'd have to write to make an entire personality the synthetic skin's great yeah it's so much better than what atlas has right now to be fair the guy that made Ted made him in, like, the 50s or some shit. Yeah, true. And his synthetic skin was also amazing. So, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. They're talking about the problems with April. And meanwhile, the Robo Girl April is meeting Katrina in the park. And Katrina says that she is Warren's girlfriend <sighs> after April asks her where Warren is. So April, like, breaks a few of Trina's ribs, at least. Maybe does some more stuff to her. It seems pretty bad for Katrina. And as far as luck goes, this is about the worst luck that she could have had, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, shouldn't have gone in this particular direction, I guess. Uh, But classic robo-japes as Spike is throwing all of his creepy Buffy shrine stuff into a box angrily. Hopefully he's going to burn it. That's Uh, probably what he's doing with it, right? (laughs) Incorrect. So Trina's not actually dead. That's good. That is good, yeah. Warren tries to break up with April, but then he's like, and Buffy's my girlfriend now. So now April will attack Buffy. (sighs) Yeah, Warren... Okay. (laughs) It's suffice to say, Warren does not come off well in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. That doesn't really bear saying, I suppose. And yeah, there's a reason that we might see him again, because he's a piece of shit. (laughs) He is rather the villain of the piece, yes. Yeah, and so Buffy fights the robot. The robot is about to crush her windpipe and then loses power at an opportune moment, which, sure, whatever show, I don't really care. But then uh, Buffy still still continues to talk to the robot like she thinks it's a person. So I must say for the fight between Buffy and the robot... Like, maybe the usual fight choreographer was, like, sick. 
and maybe the script writers were also like sick and actually <laughs> the filming of the fight scene implies that maybe the usual cameraman he was a bit hung over or something that day and couldn't make it in and lackluster is-, is that the word you're looking for <laughs> Yeah, sort of like the entire episode top to bottom doesn't really have any luster, as you might say. And so they're all just making it up. And there's one guy with like, he's, he's got the camera perched on his shoulder, right? And he's yelling out stage directions to the actresses as he's trying to film them. (laughs) And he's like, all right, now, now you punch her. No, other way around. Okay, now you go flying. Yeah. Oh, make it look like you just sprang up from a leap. Good, good, good. Okay, I'll get a close, close in on that. He's like trying to write it as he's filming it, as he's directing it. I think that's sort of what happened with this entire episode, maybe. Sure, yeah. It's terrible. Uh. Buffy is talking to this robot as we come into our second segment of the evening. Um, it's, It's about like what things Buffy is saying, what she said to Warren versus what she's doing right now with the robot. And the segment is called Two Standards Are Better Than One. So maybe it's true. Are you, t- are you uh, talking about how she just straight up lies to the robot? Yeah, after giving Warren what's traditionally known as the, the business, business. Mm. for having lied to the robot in the first place, Buffy now turns that around and is like, oh no, Warren's going to come back to you. Oh no, it'll be fine, sugar. No, it's not you, it's him. Don't worry, he'll be back and everything will be great. And you're like, but <laughs> you were just telling Warren that that was bad. You... Five minutes ago. Maybe she did learn something by almost getting her windpipe crushed <laughs> by this robot. She learned that, hey, it's a robot. I should probably lie to it. That was the character building moment that I missed somehow. <laughs> I missed the look of realization because the uh, the camera operator slash director slash right. <laughs> writer was uh, not filming that correctly. But I missed, yeah, the moment of realization in her eyes as she's like, oh, it's okay to lie to robots. They don't have feelings. <laughs> Man, we're really going to have the robot rights people coming down hard on us for the things we've said in this episode. (laughs) Yes, we are. It's so indistinguishable from a human, too. Mm. Classy. I think that's the problem with it. Because she is played by a human actress and looks so human, Mm. then maybe the show feels weird treating her as subhuman. But it's a robot. And not weird enough to not have Buffy lie to her. She's just like... (sighs) Don't even so worry I, about I it. took that more as like she was dying and so Buffy was like, well, might as well make her happy before she dies. And it's a way for Buffy to come around to the realization that these yeah. are lies that she's speaking and she doesn't actually need some man to come and save her. She is independent a strong, independent woman. woman. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And yeah, all of her moping about not having a man, like just go and be Buffy. Like you have a lot of shit to work on right now you know you got Mm -hmm. this whole sister key thing and this hell god who wants to kill all of your friends and family if you don't tell her where the key is so your mom's still getting better from cancer gotta take care of her long into the future out of the woods right she's yeah she had Mm -hmm. that operation Mm -hmm. so so we're coming into the wrap-up of the episode and this is uh this is further proof that like people were just out to lunch generally did you notice that the quality of the film just degraded suddenly i don't know if that was a netflix issue Mm. but it definitely looked really different all of a sudden 
So color grading has not yet been invented because the next like five minutes are all super green. Green like what? Oh, a super green. Oh, crystal. Any kind of green, green, like any green, I think genuinely that something is wrong with this file on Netflix. Mm, potentially. Be- because there's no other excuse. And hey, maybe I could have popped in my DVDs and looked at it like that, but I didn't, so we'll never know. Do you have things that can play DVDs still? I, you can put a DVD in a laptop. What laptop? <laughs> what, um... What what are you using to compute? No, I've got a laptop, Michaela. Yeah. This is the year 2018, the year of our Lord. Laptops <laughs> don't have DVD drives anymore. My laptop has a disk drive. <laughs> yeah, this is 2018. You need to get in the future, motherfucker. We don't have hey, headphone not jacks. All of us can we just don't have DVD drives. Buy a new drives. laptop <laughs> every year. We've gotten rid of so many useful things. Ethernet ports, gone. DVD drives, <laughs> gone. Headphone jacks, disappeared. <laughs> now we've got notches in our phones and Bluetooth headphones that are terrible. <laughs> uh, if only the listeners knew how how true it all is. It's all fine. Praise. You can hear me. Everything's great. <laughs> so something's gone wrong with the color grading or they had to recover a bunch of footage from negatives or some bullshit Who for the rest knows? of this episode. <laughs> except for the final scene, which is the most important one. So they got that right. Yeah. And yeah, Xander's doing some carpeting, carpenting rather, as he is repairing the window different. that Spike got thrown through. Yeah, and he's being a grown-up who has a useful skill to contribute to the team. And he's back to being non-gross as he's doing the same thing that he did earlier in the episode for Buffy. Like, it's the same <laughs> it's message. It's very strange. Yeah, it's... I guess she's just ready to hear it now? She wasn't ready before? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of feels like we've just gone in a weird circle. And Anywho. we all knew the answer, but Buffy didn't, and she had to go on this stupid robot journey of self-discovery to get Was to the same place. Was it a journey place? of self-discovery? <laughs> I well, thought a robot just didn't... showed up. <laughs> she didn't know it, and then she met the robot, and now she knows it. So, self-discovery. Like robot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> journey thereof, yes. Journey. Okay, so Buffy don't need no feller, nor no lady. She calls Hell Ben no. to cancel some coffee. Glory is on the other end of the line wearing a Hellafly gold or silver or possibly green in your picture because, again, the color grading is garbage. Sure. I called it champagne because mm. that's sort of I think it is what, champagne. That was the feeling I was getting from it. It is spectacular. It's hard to the- know when your white balance is this off, though. <laughs> we'll, like, throw a filter on the on the picture before we post it, right? This could be blue and white or gold and black or whatever that is. <laughs> who, who even fucking knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nonsense. And Warren tries to make up with Trina and yeah, that's not going to go great. He Hell is still no. yelling at her over the phone because again, he's the villain of the piece. Yeah. And things go from bad to worse to worse to worse through this episode. They and this sure is do. like the penultimate one as Spike shows up with Warren and he's like, "Hey, build me a robot. Here's your reference material and it's Buffy." And I'm like, no, no, at least one robot. Not today. Not today. Not today. But in a future episode, certainly. Now, I don't know if we really need to get into this, mm-hmm. but I think it's at least important that we ask the question, how does Spike know who Warren is and where to find him? <laughs> so, yeah, he knows his name. 
because uh-huh. Robo the Lady was, was asking. For, yeah. And then he knows that he can build robots because someone mentioned that the lady was a robot and he was like, oh, she was? Oh, that makes sense. And then the right. rest of it, we just don't think about it, Michaela. Just like robots on the Hellmouth, don't think about it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Spike use a computer before. Mm. So maybe he just did what Willow did, but it took him five times as long. Potential. You gotta love Potenche. that there are zero kids named Warren at UC Sunnydale and one kid named Warren at any of the neighboring schools. Where are these neighboring schools? Like, how far away are they? What is this thriving metropolis? Yeah, so for whatever reason, Spike's here. Yeah. Spike's gonna get Warren to build him a Buffy bot. That's disgusting. And then the final worseness of them all. No, there's sort of flowers. There's layers of worseness here. Buffy comes home. Joyce has got flowers from Brian. That's so so nice. nice. Buffy calls up to her mom. Her mom doesn't respond. And we see over the shoulder her mom lying on the couch. And then we go to the mom, mom, mommy. Joyce is dead. Yeah. So that's like the top layer of worse. I'm... Mm. I'm destroyed by that. But before we like get into all of that stuff, let's just consider the next down layer of worse. That is, this is the episode that feeds into that. And I'm like, oh no. Oh, they could have done something something decent with this. And instead they threw it away on a robot. Another robot to lead into this. So everything they do with Joyce in this episode is great. Oh, it's great. Top to bottom. So- all of her scenes are great. I think that this has to be a Monster of the Week episode for mm-hmm. it to end like this. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's just, I think it's just too much. Sure. Is it very unfortunate that they chose this robot Monster yeah. of the Week story? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Incredibly. Is it yeah. unfortunate that it's Xander doing his gross thing? Like, there's bookends of Xander doing good things. So you could just cut out a good chunk of the middle of this episode and it would be good. It's sort of like a really horrible sandwich. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. That is a terrible sandwich. Anyway, to say goodbye to Joyce in proper style, we need to have our last segment of the evening go down oh. with the ship. Mr. Guggenheim, these are for you, Mr. Guggenheim. Well, thank you. We have dressed in our best and are prepared to go down as gentlemen. But we would like a brandy. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what we're going to do next episode. Goodbye, Joycels. Goodbye, Spoice. Yep. There's no more. She is gone. And that's crushing. Especially for our fanfiction theories. Maybe, maybe, Giles takes comfort in Spike's arms as they have both <laughs> lost someone that they loved. Oh, Spike does like it when people yell at him. Mm, mm-hmm. So. Gets him going probably, really good. Yeah. And for Giles, that. any port in a storm, right? <laughs> Oh, the use of the word port is very disturbing there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't it though? (laughs) Man. (laughs) Like, it kind of works well with the shipping metaphor. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does. Other than that, it's just (laughs) really disturbing. It's pretty disturbing. Yeah, so uh, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, It is terrible. It's going to be very difficult for us to talk about it, I think. Good luck to us next episode, right? Good luck to us. And, um... Yeah, it's only going to get worse from here, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's quite... It's quite the way to end any episode. But... It's a very impactful end to the episode. Yeah. Good job to jo- Joss, I guess, who did this. 
It just, it's funny, like, the only thing that Joss wrote for this episode, or, like, credit or whatever, is this scene, the last scene, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. because the rest of it was written, directed, and filmed by one guy running around <laughs> madly with a camcorder. But yeah, when Buffy, when it, like, you know, she does the mom-mom, and, and it cuts to black, I think, and, and she mm-hmm. says, mommy, your, your stomach just drops out of your body. It's and, not good. Uh, it's not yeah. good. Yeah. She was Not. out of the woods. Oh boy. That's what they do. This is we've like we've been very thoroughly jossed. Right? Oh yeah. This is quintessential jossing. On the wiki they they brought up how when J. Cal bought the farm, mm-hmm. she fig- had just figured out how to restore Angel's soul. Giles mm-hmm. had just forgiven her. Yep. So then then it's time to get jossed, right? Oh man, that, that scene where Giles goes up the stairs in his apartment. <sighs> yeah, precisely that. So yeah. Joyce is recovering. She's got this great new guy. He seems really nice and is sending her flowers. Joyce can go back to being what you have claimed to be is a good mother. Yeah. Nope. 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 Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? (laughs) It's it's funny. For it being an episode about a sex robot, Mm -hmm. it could be a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if if that's all I tell you about this episode, you're like, (laughs) oh, no. Oh, I don't think I want anything to do with that. And then they, it's still pretty weird, but I, I wouldn't sit down and be like, oh, I, want, I need to watch I Was Made to Love You. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. No. Mm-hmm. Are there worse episodes? Certainly. Yes. Yeah. I'm just so upset by the sex robot, by the laziness of it, the, yeah. by the fact that it implies like all the implications for the future vis-a-vis Buffy bot it's I'm really upset by all of that I think and I did not end up having a great time with most of this episode especially no. seeing Xander going back to being gross in the middle of it huh, and yeah, it just I'm not sure why they felt the need to have all the characters making comments about the robot like I don't we get it guys we we get what it's for we don't need to go into it it strangely feels like nothing happens in this episode where they've done other episodes though. in this season where like a lot of things happened. This one, they know it's a robot from the get-go, so it's not a big surprise. No. They they literally have to have a filler scene of the robot going up to some dudes and asking where Warren is and yeah. one of the guys giving her incorrect directions. That's a scene and you're like that should have been cut because it does nothing for the episode. But they had to have some filler in here because nothing is going on. There are a lot, a lot of short scenes of the robot asking people where Warren is. Mm. Too many. Yeah. They yeah. did not have enough material for this episode. It sort of feels like they figured out the first part of this season. Mm-hmm. They knew what was going to happen. At the end. Clearly, we've been building to yeah. the next episode for some time. So they knew that was going to happen. And then they're getting pretty close to the end of the season at that point. So mm-hmm. I think they have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. But they just got kind of lost in the middle. Yeah, they really yeah. lost their way, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Michaela, what did Teeks think of this episode, though? What do you think this review is titled? Uh, the one where Warren builds a robot? It's actually a lot fewer words than that. It's just the one with the robot. The one with the robot, yeah. Which is confusing, because that describes more than one episode. <laughs> As we said, robots, giant snakes, it's the well. Yep. Those are the wells they keep going back to. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was quite good. It had funny moments throughout, which is always nice in a show like this. Not too many jokes, but not too little. 
I like the addition of Warren as he becomes a key figure in season six. Mm. Spoilers there, Teeks. That's fine. So there's just a very like point by point synopsis of the episode, which I think is all correct. So good on you there, Teeks. And like, well, Teeks doesn't tell you at all how this episode ends. I'm going to read you the last two sentences of this review. The Scooby gang realize that April is a robot who is looking for her creator, Warren. Funnily enough, Buffy is the only one who didn't realize what April was until her friends told her. That's it. What? <laughs> that's it. That, that's the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I think Teeks has... So Teeks doesn't like sadness, right? No. I really feel that Teeks has blocked, at very least, the last scene out of mm-hmm. his memory because uh, there's no mention whatsoever of that. Best part of the episode, when Spike is thrown out the window. Teeks liked that a lot. That was funny. <laughs> What do you think the overall rating is? Uh, 9 out of 10? 8. So, yeah. still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know a lot of people do skip the body when they're watching things through again. And I believe that's because it makes them very sad. I haven't it's watched it. It's very difficult to in watch. A while. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on your, like, the experiences you have had mm. in your life. So, mm-hmm. if you are someone who has lost a parent... I think it is extremely difficult to watch. Boy, yeah. Yes. Well, we're going to have a fun time with that, right? Yep. Before we get there, we need to take care of a couple more house cleaning things. What was the best outfit in this episode, Michaela? Ooh, that's a good question. Fashion! You know, I think I have to go... I have to go with that champagne dress. Heck yeah. I was pretty into it. We didn't see it for very long, but very classic glory and i whenever i like am overcome with the need to get a picture of something Mm. i'm like yeah that's that's the that's the winner for sure speaking of winners who won this episode joyce got a shiny new boyfriend everything's looking good for her Uh, (laughs) i mean uh, up to a point it would have been her. So but, Buffy, uh, I think, wins the episode. She realizes that she's a strong, independent woman. I swear we have had this exact same realization from her at least before. once before in the past, though. Almost certainly. It's hard. It's just so hard to call it a win. That's true, actually, because, yeah, then we have the ending. Uh, Spike is getting away karma-free still, mostly. Oh, and now he found a person to make him a robot. Yeah, he's had a falling out with people, but, you know, from the start of the episode to the end, he has the best trajectory, I think. That that hurts me, but I think it it's correct. Mm-hmm. Not that I think he wanted anything bad to happen to Joyce, but he would certainly be the least affected by it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, as if I don't know, what is coming up next episode? The next episode is called The Body, and it's going to be... I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> No lies for me this time, Michaela. <laughs> I, I can't. See, this is the problem. I can't make jokes about it. The body of evidence that Spike is creepy is getting larger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. depressing as fuck time. We are all looking forward to that. I tried to describe this to my fiance and I was like, we're going to have a good time. And I was like, no. <laughs> It's going to be a good episode, I think. (laughs) It is a very well-made episode. It is technically a very good episode. (laughs) And it's just not... We are not going to feel good, but Mm. that doesn't make it bad. It just means that 
it makes us feel bad. <laughs> what are the odds that you are saying uh, Teeks has written a review of for this episode is? I didn't look that up, and I I don't think there's going to be a Teeks. I I hope there is, because we're just going to get so fucked up again. What are you if... going to say, like 40%? Like 20%? Where are you landing? Ah, uh, 40. I'll, I'll put it at 40. Oh, interesting. I think I'm... Do I think there will be one or not? Yeah. Hmm. Kind of want to make a bet here, but also don't. <laughs> uh, I I will buck the trend and say there will be a Teeks review for this episode. All right. But we're not wagering anything because you don't feel that confident. I would not give you great odds on that. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> that's like, that's a pretty long bet for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a 55% chance that there will be a Teeks <laughs> review next episode. That's where I'm going with it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Bragging rights are on the line. Oh, that's, that's good. That's going to be a fun time indeed. Looking forward to that. It's going to be great. It's a very high rating, the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Joss had a lot to do with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Until next time, then. Mm. Our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. All of the pictures will be up on the Facebook page. Just search Welcome to the Hellmouth. This episode will be up on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Beidou Tieba, a social network from the popular Chinese search company Beidou. Probably mispronouncing all of that. That's okay. I'm on there at Babe Guys Have More Fun, Michaela. I'm on there at Beidou Win Sound Clash. Mm, very nice. And until next week, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.